0: Uh, if the book of Peter was written by uh, the book of First Peter was written by
1: Apostle Peter okay, very clearly first verse says Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise unto you and peace be multiplied.
0: Now, l- let me give you a, a-, a short historical back- historical background okay, of this book. This book was written um, at a time that. Believers were undergoing persecution. Okay. It was within Bible historians tell that it was within during Nero's time, you know, the the emperor, the Roman Emperor at the time.
1: And so believers and Peter was in Rome at the time. So Peter was, was he was the head of the of the church, you know, he was the head of the apostles, and uh, so this was the background. So there was a lot of persecution, you know,
0: they were facing a lot of tests and trials of their faith, and so Peter, with this in the background, Peter rose to the Christian church, okay.
1: He wrote to them, and uh, we're going to follow the trail of
0: why he, you know, what he wrote and why he, he crafted, you know, his wordings
1: the way he did, of course, inspired by the Holy Ghost because the Bible says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of the Spirit. Peter himself also says that there's no, there's no, uh, uh, scripture that is of private interpretation. So Peter here, he writes, he asserts himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ. An apostle is one that is sent, praise the Lord. So uh, uh, as a sent one, he says an apostle of Jesus Christ uh, to the strangers, but he uses the word strangers. And I wanted to start by looking at that word, strangers. Amen. He said to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now he calls these uh, 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 strangers. He calls them elect,
0: according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, which we will explain in a while. But I want you to take notes. He says, he says they are strangers why does he call them strangers, hallelujah? A stranger is someone who is a foreigner, someone who is not a citizen of that community, that town, that state, that country, hallelujah. So, he
1: lets them know, right from the, from the onset, that, hey, folks, we are strangers. I'm writing to the strangers. Jews and Gentiles alike. He says, take note. I want you to
0: know this, that you are strangers. And so the believer ought to also remember that,
1: that we are strangers to the culture of the world. John said, love not the world, neither the things of the world. Jesus said that you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Hallelujah. And so we must not never forget it, that we are strangers. This, this is not our culture. The culture of the world is not our culture. Hallelujah. And because we are strangers, it means that we, have, we are coming from another country or another place where the culture is not similar to that of, this, of, of the world where we live. Hallelujah. So as strangers, we have got to, if you do not if you are not uh, 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 uh,
0: conscious of the fact that you are a stranger in this world, hallelujah, you can easily get into compromises. You, the pool of the world, the pool of the world can get stronger. Hallelujah. And come suck you in. So, child of God, the day you got, got
1: born again, the day you received Jesus into your heart,
0: that day you became a stranger in this world. Hallelujah. Because uh, the Bible says you are once dead in sins. Look at it, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter chapter 2, he says in verse
1: 1, he says, And you who are dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. When the Bible, the King James Version says conversation is talking about our lifestyle. Among whom we had our lifestyle in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So that describes us. But now we are strangers to that. Glory to God. We are strangers to that. Don't put on that one. We are strangers to that. Hallelujah. We are strangers to what was described or what is described here in Ephesians chapter 2. Glory to God. And we've got to walk with that mindset. In that, your office. Hallelujah! We are strangers because we are citizens of another country. Hallelujah! Look at Hebrews and chapter Hebrews and chapter twelve. Hebrews chapter twelve tells us that we are citizens. Our citizenship is not of
0: we, we,
1: we, is not of this world any longer. Look at it. It says, "But you have come." Verse twenty two. You have come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and innumerable family of angels, to so the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of judgment, just men made perfect to Jesus the of the new covenant. Did you see that? That's what we have come into right now. Hallelujah. And we have got to live with that consciousness in our heart. So Peter, Peter says, hey guys, I want you to know straight up I'm writing to strangers. Yes, even though you are living in Asia, you are living uh, uh, in Pontus, Cappadocia, in, uh, in Bithynia, where Galatia, wherever you are living, you are living amongst people. But
0: I want you to know this, that you are strangers. Hallelujah. You know, when you go to feel, no, you want to open a bank account, You know, they will ask
1: you, are you a citizen? You know, your nationality. If your nationality is not Nigerian, right? They will ask you, okay, so where's your residence permit or something? What nationality are you? Where's your residence permit? That is what gives you the right to come and open an
0: account or something like that. You understand? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so,
1: so same here. Peter says, uh, you are strangers. So as someone who is not a Nigerian, there are certain things, uh, there is a certain way you, might, you have to behave. Amen. What a Nigerian will do and get away with you as a foreigner, you may not get away with it.
0: Hallelujah. But you see, even though we are strangers, our culture,
1: the culture of our kingdom. Amen. The culture of our kingdom is what we have, we still have to live by. The culture of our kingdom.
0: Amen. So, so straight up, the first thing we learn here in the book of hospital Peter is that you're a stranger.
1: Hallelujah. Your citizenship is not up. You, you have come from Zion. You have come from Zion. You belong to Zion. Hallelujah. Don't wonder Paul says that don't let the world squeeze you into its
0: own mode. You are a stranger. I don't want to be like them. Hallelujah. I don't want to be like them. I'm a stranger in this world.
1: Glory to God. So we've got to live in the consciousness of where we come from. So he says, "Strangers scatter throughout Pontus, you know, Galicia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ." Let me read it from. Uh, 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 another translation. Praise the Lord. Let me read it from uh, 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 the New Living Translation. It says, I'm writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy. Glory no to God. Now, someone says, "Well, is that not that's not a scripture? Is that not a scripture that tells us that about the foreknowledge of God, meaning that you know God already has determined who is going to be His and who is not going to be His?" No, 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 no. That is not what foreknowledge in the scripture means. And the foreknowledge in the scripture does not mean that God has already elected those who are going to be His. And those who are not going to be his, if he does that, then that means that salvation is not for all. If he does that, it means that First John chapter two verse one, okay, and verse two, verse two, it does not doesn't mean anything that he that Jesus Christ died not only for us, sins, but that he's a provision for not only us but also for the sins of the whole world, okay. So that will, mean, that will mean a lot of things that are not true. That will mean somebody can say that, well, I'm not a candidate for, for heaven, so I can just go ahead and live my life the way I want to live it. No, that will make God a partial God. So but God is not a partial God. Salvation is for everyone. Jesus died for everyone. Jesus died for everybody. He died for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. So if that is not the case, then we need to understand what the scripture means, elect according to the full knowledge of God the Father. The full knowledge of God, right, is, uh, he says through sanctification of the Spirit, and obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. That is the foreknowledge of God. The foreknowledge of God is that election will come through the work of redemption. So the election there is not talking about an individual. It's talking about the process. Hallelujah. The process of election. That is going to be through this. God has foreknown. Hallelujah! That's why in Genesis chapter one, from the, in the, from the book of Genesis, you really see Jesus. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter twenty-four. Luke chapter twenty-four. When Jesus rose from the dead and he began to speak to to, uh, to the to, to the apostles and taught the apostles, okay, he said in verse twenty-seven beginning at Moses and all the prophets. Moses, talking about Genesis to Deuteronomy. Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 44, he says, he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Concerning me, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Hallelujah! So we see that from the whole of scriptures, right? Jesus is a thread, is a thing that runs through it all. Hallelujah! And there, it's all talks about Jesus. So, and this is the full knowledge of God. The full knowledge of God, right from when time began, was that man was going to attain eternal life through Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the election of God. That is the, is the foreknowledge of God. Let's look at it in Romans. Let's check Romans chapter uh, chapter 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. I know there's been a lot of controversy about the issue of uh, election. Okay, So that's why we're looking at this. In verse um, 28, and we know that's chapter 8 of Romans, verse 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, because... Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Confirm, the word to be in the King James is not there, it's in the Italics, okay? For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, conforms to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. This is predestination, uh, talking about, still talking about the process. What God will do for those who come to Jesus, uh, who come to him uh, through Christ. The predestination. Hallelujah. What did God foreknow? God foreknew that we were going to be conformed, uh, right, uh, to the image of Jesus, Conforming to the image of Jesus was the foreknowledge of God. In other words, that was what God had predetermined to take place. That was the goal that God had set for humanity. Praise God for man. To conform to the image of his son so that he will be the firstborn. The firstborn means the prototype. Not that we okay? dot not firstborn like we use firstborn now. Hallelujah. So the word firstborn there there means that uh, it will be the prototype. You know, a prototype of a of a product. Okay, you produce the product that that becomes a standard for all the other or for all for for the duplicates. Okay, that will that will come out. That will be produced. Okay, once it is not different, that is not. Lot, Well, it is different from the others, okay? It means that they have not, the others have not matched up to the prototype. Okay? So, Jesus is a prototype of the Son. Glory to God. And so, that is what he had predetermined. He didn't predetermine that, oh, okay, uh, uh, Paul is the one that is, I mean, Paul will get born again. Viola will not get born again. Okay? Oh, Paul is going to get to heaven. Oh, Viola uh, is going to get to hell. No. Hallelujah. Or else, uh, the, 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 the power of choice would not be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's go back to First Peter chapter 1. So he says, uh, we are elect according to the foreknowledge of God, okay, through the sanctification of the spirit and obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus obedience, and that is talking about what Jesus did, in essence, okay? Jesus, through his obedience, right, uh, he he, he carried out with the work of redemption. See, what is Peter trying to paint to us? uh? Peter is trying to tell us our identity. He was trying to tell the Christians there that, hey, guys, even though you are under persecution, you've got to know your roots.
0: You've got to know your origin. Hallelujah. You've got to know your origin. See, you are not of this world. This is the
1: pedestal. This is where you came from. This is who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your roots. God had fordained this. See, your, who you are, your conformity to us is with the Son. Amen. And it says that the, his spirit has separated us, sanctified us, made us holy. So we have been separated unto God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is not the blood of animals that saved us. It is the precious blood of Jesus. It's the precious
0: blood of Jesus. That's who you are. That is your origin. That's your roots. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, 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 uh. Let, let, let's, let's look
1: at this. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at what he said. He said let's just go to Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter. Praise God. In verse 1, he says, chapter 1, he says, he said, Simon Peter, a servant of Jesus, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. We have obtained life precious faith. In other words, that we 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 are we are, we, are, we have a kindred spirit, we must develop a kindred spirit because we have a life precious faith through the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. Friends, no matter what we go through in life, hallelujah. Even if, even if, even if the world says that we have failed, we must never. Forget this, that you are the elect of God. You have the, through the sanctification of the spirit, you have been set apart unto God. Amen. Glory to God. Even if you feel up to it, even if you have not acted up to it, you are still set apart unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Then he now goes ahead in verse three. He says, blessed be the God God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his as abundant mercy, has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled. So Peter is trying to say that, hey, you guys, even though you are, you are, you are under heavy persecution, don't forget this. This is who you are. This is what you have. This is your inheritance. Hallelujah. Nothing in this world should shake you away from this, what you have is bigger. Hallelujah. Who you are is bigger than what the world is calling you right now. Amen. Who you are is bigger. This is who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Irrespective of whatever happens in life, never forget this is who you are. Glory to God. He says, blessed be the God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, he has begotten us again into a lively hope. We have the living hope. Remember that song, I have a living hope? Yeah, we have a, a living hope. A hope that is alive. A hope that doesn't fade. According to his abundant mercy. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm saved. The Bible says that it is we are saved according to the riches. You know, God demonstrated the riches of his mercy. Or of his grace and his kindness towards us thank you lord jesus he gave, he, gave, he, gave he, he he has begotten us again he got us born again listen when you got born again you got born again into a living hope this living hope is be, came through the because of the resurrection of jesus yes the resurrection of Jesus, glory to God, is what gave us, is what gives us uh, this living hope. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah, the resurrection of Jesus. Look at, look at First Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians fifteen, there is a hope. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse. Uh,
0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said in verse 17, okay, he said, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. You are yet in your
1: sins. Did you see that? The Bible says that he gave us a living hope If because Christ rose from the dead. Paul now says, if Jesus didn't raise up, was not raised up from the dead, okay, if Jesus if we
0: did not experience resurrection, the Bible says that our faith is vain. What does that mean? What does it mean by your faith is vain? It means that your faith is nothing. Your faith amounts to nothing. Your faith produces nothing. Oh, my word. He said, you are yet in your sins. So your
1: faith being vain means that we are still in sin. But thank God Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says that he, he, was, he, he, he rose up from the dead for our justification.
0: He died for our sins, but rose for our justification. Glory to God. Glory to God. He rose for justification. So
1: the reason, now look at, read on. He said, then he said, you are yet in your sins, then they also which are falling asleep in Christ have perished. Yeah, that's the living hope that he's talking about. He says those, it means that those who die, who, who die in Christ, it means that, hey, they have perished. So, which means that a, a Christian dying is not perishing. He's just asleep. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, but now, verse 20, he said, if in this life, the, verse 19, if in this life only we have, we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. That's the living hope that we have. Hallelujah. That death has been dealt with. That the believer in Christ, we have, when you come into Christ, there is a hope, a living hope. That is a a hope that does not fade. He said, through, he gave us, he begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ to an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Praise God. So, he's talking about Paul. He's talking about Peter. Peter says that because Jesus is risen
0: from the dead, you have a living hope that is reserved in heaven for you. So, here, he's not talking about Something that we will get now.
1: Hallelujah. A hope. What's a hope? A hope is expect is an expectation of something that will happen, which means it has not happened. Hallelujah. So so there is a hope of salvation. He says it's an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled that does not fade away. Remember, these guys who are under. under serious under serious persecution in their bodies. You know, Paul said that even though we are dying in the flesh, our spirit is still alive under God. So our body may be perishing. Hallelujah. We feel the pains. We feel the pains. We feel the pain. Romans chapter 8, quickly let's 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 talk there. Romans, that, Romans 8, verse
0: uh, 31. See, verse 31. Glory to God. He said, what shall we say then?
1: No, let's check verse 22. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation, okay, grows and travels in pain until now. Okay? And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the spirit. Even we ourselves grow within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. The Bible says that we are waiting for the redemption of our body. Remember, Jesus, he died for us to redeem our spirit, soul, and body. First, first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Say, and I pray,
0: your whole
1: spirit, soul, and body. Remember, he has told us your body belongs to God, isn't it? He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But you see, this your body is still mortal. My body is still mortal. Amen. Subject to the to the elements of the world. Our body is decaying. We are feeling the pains and the travails of living in this body.
0: Amen. This body is still flesh and blood. Glory to God. Let me say this. So when Jesus...
1: (laughs) Remember when... It's just something for us to think about. Remember when Peter... uh, Sorry, when... uh, Adam saw Eve,
0: right? Adam said, this is now flesh of my flesh. It is now bone of my bone. Take note, it's a flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. So he mentioned flesh and bone. He didn't mention blood. When Jesus rose from the dead, what did he say to his disciples? He said, "Hey, guy, touch me." Amen. Touch me. He said, "This is that was carrying flesh and bones." So, which that there was no blood there. Just to think
1: about it, so something to think about. Praise God! It means that the 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 the. Um the new creation in his redeemed, in his, in his full redemption, when our body has been fully re- uh, uh, redeemed into and we attain immortality. There won't be blood, they're just gonna be flesh and bones. The Bible says we know that when he comes, we shall be, we shall be like him, or we shall see him as he is. So, which is that blood? This is just my consolation, amen. Praise God, and I don't think I'm far from the truth. Praise God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Man I originally was not created with flesh and bone. I'm, 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 I'm blood. Maybe, but the immortal one, the one that will never perish, the one that will, that death can never can never uh, 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 defeat. The one that will swallow up death. Praise God. Flesh and bones. Amen. Peter said, Paul said, Peter says, hey guys, yes, they are persecuting you now, but no, there is a living hope ahead of you. It's an inheritance that is incorruptible. That will not be subject to bondage. That will not be subject to space. That will not be subject to the to the to the elements of, of of human wickedness, glory to God.
0: He said, "Yeah, it's covered." Amen. He said, "It has been reserved in heaven for you, child of God." Means that
1: when we live in this world, let's not live as if this world is all there is to it. Praise God. Peter is telling us, "This world is not is not all there is to it." Let's not live as if after this world, there is nothing else. We are easy. We've got to be conscious of that, our glorious inheritance that is ahead of us. That's why he calls it a living hope. And that's the reason why it's been reserved in heaven for you. And God is keeping you by his power. Verse 5 says, who are kept by the power of God. Ready to be revealed in the last time. Ready to be revealed when the Lord comes. Ready to be revealed when we take up our, 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 our new body. Hallelujah. Paul said that we know that even though this, our outward man is perishing, right? Even though this tabernacle is perishing, so we have a, another one that is not made with hands.
0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We
1: are not hopeless. We are not... That's why they say, a Christian does not perish. A Christian does not die. A Christian sleeps. That's how Paul refers to them. He said. In first first chapter 15, he said those of us that sleep in the Lord. First Thessalonians, he says, Those of us that also sleep in the law.
0: So we sleep.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. So he said we are kept by the power of God through salvation, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. Wherein hallelujah. Did you see that? Wherein we greatly rejoice. Child of God, I know things are tough. You know, it's things are challenging and all that. But He says that, hey, this we he said, we should rejoice because of the lively hope that we have.
0: So the things that are at the root of our rejoicing, our believers are spiritual. Amen. Yeah. You know, I
1: we to sing a song. Those days said, I am glad I'm going to heaven. Praise the Lord. He took my sins away to qualify. I am glad I'm going to heaven. When we think about the hope of eternal life, with the hope that we have, that our lively hope, does it cause us to rejoice? Are we glad? Even though we are going through a season, even though now for a season, if need be, you are in a heaviness through manifold temptations. Let me read it from the lips. The, the, the Living Translation. He says, thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive his salvation. Who is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Perceive, to be truly so, be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Praise God. Even though the trials are for a little while. Now, of course, you know, we are talking about persecution as a result of your faith. Hallelujah. Yeah, we are talking about resisting temptation to, to,
0: to, to, to not to leave your faith, not to leave in line with your faith. Remember where he started from? He said, hey, guys, you are strangers. Your faith is different. You are strangers. Your faith is different. You are going to be under heaviness.
1: There are things that the world will want you to do. You know, saw someone yesterday. Oh, a where, where, brother, you know. I saw him during the day. I was like, "Hey, why aren't you at work?" Said, "Oh, said I'd lost my job. I mean, I'd stopped working for some months." So why did you stop working? Said, "Oh, it was because you know, as an accountant in the company, they wanted him to to, to, to join them to falsify some some uh, figures, you know,
0: amounting to some corrupt practices inside the place and." Because he wouldn't do that, they decided they were going to persecute him. So he had to leave the job.
1: Now, so for three months now, he doesn't have a job. One says, ah, but
0: is, it, is, that no, is that wise? Sometimes those are the prices we will have to pay for our faith. So he's undergoing a heaviness. He says, ah,
1: but question, We've got to come to a place where we've got to ask ourselves which one is more important, my living hope or
0: my temporary aggrandizement. Amen. So he says, knowing that the
1: trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tried with fire, might be found on the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you see that? He said, you've got to know that this, your faith, the shrine of your faith is much more precious. It's much more precious. It's much more precious. Your faith is much more precious. Hallelujah. Verse 7, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far, is far more precious than mere gold. Did you see that? So our faith is much more precious than mere gold. Our faith is much more precious than mere gold. We must never get to a place where we compare our faith with, our, with gold. Gold perishes, hallelujah. All these things the Bible Peter says we're going to see they are going to melt like wax. But our faith, he says, our hope is eternal. Never fade. Our faith is eternal, never fades. Glory to God. Said the trying of your faith, be much more precious than on. Um, than of gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire, it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So which means, he says, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed
0: to the whole world. Are you looking forward to that day? Am I looking forward to that day? Hallelujah.
1: Jesus, Jesus said, hey, Jesus said, he will not seek the honor that comes from man. Gold will give you honor, but it stops
0: here. Gold will give you honor, but it stops here. Gold can give you prestige, but it stops here.
1: So in other words, he wants us to live in this world with eternity consciousness. Oh, Lord Jesus. Alabashatabakaya. He says, Whom you have not seen. Look at verse 8. Whom you have not seen. If whom having not seen, you love. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls.
0: My God my God. Hallelujah. He said, you haven't seen him. I love that man of Galilee. You haven't seen him. Jesus came over 2,000 years ago. You don't, you haven't seen him. But even though you don't see him, you have not seen him, yet you believe. Jesus must be so real to us. Hallelujah
1: that we don't need to see him to believe. Isn't it interesting? He said, I will be with you from, the end, from now to the end of the age. I'll never leave you. Yet he went away. <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. Yet he went away. He said, don't worry, hey guys, I'm with you, I'm with you. And then he left. So where is he now? Hallelujah. He had to leave so that he can be with us.
1: If he was here physically, he would only be in one location. But now by his spirit, he's everywhere. And he leaves tabernacles in us. So we don't have to see him physically before we believe. We believe he's true. Hallelujah. We believe his word. We believe his words. Also, well, don't you... Don't you have to have evidence? No, we don't believe God by evidence. We believe God by revelation. Praise God. We, we believe God because he, he because of the revelation of Himself to our hearts. He said, "If our gospel is hid, it is hid to this to them who are, uh, it is hid to them that are lost." Right? Uh, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine where? Shine uh, physically, no, to shine into their hearts. To shine into their hearts. So, no matter the scientific evidences we have, hallelujah, it comes by revelation. That's why it says that the eyes of understanding will be open. Will be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him.
0: So even though we have not seen him physically, we believe him because he has revealed himself to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: He said, and when you believe, what should happen? What should be
0: the, 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 the result of your believing? The result of your believing should be rejoicing with joy, unspeakable, full of glory.
1: It says you love him, even though you have never seen him, though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't you just, why don't you just stop a bit and just just, just, just be, just rejoice where you are, Father. Thank you. <laughs> Glory to your name. I know Jesus. Thank you for revealing yourself unto me. Thank you for the lively, lively hope that I have. It's a living hope that will never fail. Thank you, Father. Even though my outward man is perishing, now, oh, yet my inward man is renewed day by day. Thank you, Father. I've got you on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I've got the joy of salvation. <laughs> glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I've got the joy of eternal life. I've got the joy of salvation inside of me. I'm saved. Hallelujah. I'm the elect of God. (laughs) I'm a citizen of heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, the bread that dries, but you bring a bashata bazakiyatra, but you brought to the bandiriyatra. The bread that Oh, thank you, Lord! Oh, for my precious faith that is much more precious than gold. It cannot be compared to gold. It cannot be compared to gold. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
0: you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For giving me eternal life. In the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says receiving. I will close here today. He says receiving the end of your faith. Even the
0: salvation. What's the end of your faith? The salvation. What's the reward of your faith? Hallelujah. Now, take note. He said,
1: receiving the end of your faith. He said, you are are joyful with joy that is unspeakable. Receiving the end of your faith. The salvation of your soul. So which means that joy enables us to receive the things that that have been packaged in
0: salvation for us. Yeah, so you see joy, the place of joy here. Praise God. We are rejoicing
1: for the hope that is in front of us. We are also rejoicing for the things that have been packaged for us in redemption. Praise God. Because of the salvation experience. That we have received. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't let anything steal your joy. Amen. Glory to God. Don't let, still, don't let anything steal the joy. We have more
0: to be joyful about.
1: You know, because the Bible says that with long life it will satisfy us and give us some, uh, and it will show us his salvation. But I have a friend, I mean, about, there about three, yes, precisely on the 1st of June, you know, and, uh, an old classmate of mine, a secondary school pastor, you know, old classmate of mine, the secondary school pastor. He was a believer while we were in secondary school. He turned 50 last year. So, so, one of our classmates sent us a video of his. You know, sent us a video of his on the day he turned 50. I think he had a terminal illness, terminal disease. You know, on the day he turned 50 in his room, come and see him worshiping. When we saw the video, we saw that oh, he had aged. I, mean, I mean, he was younger than I am. He was younger than I am. You know, he had a baby face. He had a—you know—very handsome guy. You know, but he had aged because of the terminal disease. But you know what? He said he, in his room, he was just worshiping God. Oh, thank God! Oh, I'm saved. Thank God. You know, he was singing unto the Lord. You know,
0: just singing, worshiping the Lord. Even though he was carrying, you know,
1: he had uh, his outward body, right, uh, was perishing, but well, he had this lively hope in him. Don't I'm going to be with Jesus. I said, well, uh, maybe he he should have used his faith. Amen. Hallelujah. But then he could have said, well, for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. <laughs> you know. It's not everybody that is able to use their faith to get their healing. Okay?
0: That doesn't nullify the fact that the healing power of God is available. But it's not everybody that is able to get it. That's the fact. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But whether by death or by life, Christ is magnified in our body.
1: That's what Paul said. He said, "It's better for me. He said, for me to be with Christ, actually, more gain for, it's a gain for me. It's actually better if I'm with the Lord.' So that's why we don't mourn Christians when a Christian's death. We don't we don't mourn that way. He's just sleep. He has just slept. That's all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I was so I was so joyful because I mean, for the most part of our time after school." You know, I did not connect with him until about two or three years ago. You know, he's a very close guy, you know. But since we left school, I've seen him. So when I when I saw that video, I was so happy. Oh, my friend, my friend, my brother, he's, he's now with the Lord. He's gone ahead before us. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord for your livelihood. We've got we have been elect of God. We are the elect of God. We are strangers in this world. Even though we are strangers in this world, we are the elect of God. We have been born again into a lively hope. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have an inheritance in Christ Jesus that has been reserved for us Oh, on the day of the, on the, uh, 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 when Jesus comes. Glory to God. Bible says it is incorruptible. It is undefiled. It does not fade away. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's all because of the abundant mercy of the Lord, uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. uh, Oh, through the sanctification of the Spirit uh, and the obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The obedience of Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. That's what has brought us this life behold. Father, we thank you. We are so grateful. In the name of Jesus. We will not allow anything to depress us. No matter how terrible, no no matter the losses we may have been cured because we stood for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, we receive the end of our our faith, uh, the salvation of our souls. All the things that have been packaged uh, in the salvation experience, uh, they are ours uh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Hallelujah, glory to God. I, 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 I trust you. The God's word has come to you, and you have been blessed this evening. Amen. We will continue our study on the book of uh, First Peter, chapter one, uh, First Peter, chapter one to chapter five. Praise God. We'll continue next week, Wednesday. But meanwhile, like I advise, just go and go over it, read it, read just read it as many times as possible. First Peter, chapter one to chapter
0: five. In one hour, you'll be done. Race go. Hallelujah. Amen.